everyone, welcome to the Torvis Podcast. My name is Ari. I'm joined by Jason and Alex once again, and this is your gateway to the 80s genre. Uh, movies mayhem, martial arts, motivation, you name it, and we will cover it. Today we're going to be talking about remakes and reboots and why they suck and they're totally shitty. And we're also going to talk about uh, Kong versus Godzilla 2021, which is a remake slash reboot, which sucks. And we're going to talk about that too. So let's start with Godzilla and let's start with Kong, uh, the remake. We've all watched it and I want to get your opinion on what you thought of it. So Alex, we're going to start with you. Um, what'd you think compared to the other, uh, other monster films that you've seen? The first like 20 minutes of it, I was just, I was impressed with the special effects. Um, I, like I said earlier, they had kind of caught up to the time to really do a Godzilla movie and to really make it visually spectacular. Um, and the the sounds were pretty good, and some of the explosions, in the initial like fight scene, um, I thought was pretty cool. But then it just quickly starts to fall apart as soon as they introduce any sort of plot. Um, the uh, the characters were awful. The the conclusion, massive spoilers here, because I'm going to dive right into it. Um, Good. The the conclusion with uh, Kong being some sort of apex king that has like Thor's Stormbreaker Godzilla radiation absorbing battle axe that he pulls out of his throne from the under part of the earth it, it, it was so confusing so much bs and then to top that off like we talked about in the last episode mecha godzilla one of my favorite all-time godzilla uh matchups they just bastardized it just totally butchered it it was some like evil dude's invention and they use like this the whatever legend sauce and poured it in there oh wow, yeah now he's working oh man now he's got like uh the the mind link to one of the other monsters that godzilla's defeated and now it's running amok it was like oh it was just absolutely atrocious it was yeah. terrible yeah the the plot for it was was horrible the the human story was was so terrible that you know you could actually just compact it down to maybe about 20 minutes of them just fighting and then that would be it and then yeah. they added i mean the, the storyline was you're right was horrible so jay what do you think when you kind of went through it well big face palm like what the fuck like i mean yeah the special effects they had that they had the details and stuff so like there's nothing like the people that are working on the things are technically good like the you know they can do the facial expressions they can make the little hairs and the details and the cool lighting and stuff like that so those technical people are doing a great job but the uh -huh. big problem with doing things is you need the most important person in any movie is the fucking writer not the fucking celebrity not the director it's the fucking writer get a good writer then you go down you get a fucking good director then get some good fucking actors and then get the other things but you can't go the other way around and you cheap out and i don't even know who wrote the thing but come on guys like that that was it was it was like some rich billionaire kids playing in the background with his other rich billionaire friends that are like 
fans of, of wrestling, which is okay. Hey, I like, like wrestling too. But when they're fighting in the city here, it's yeah. like, okay. And the bang against the ropes and boom, we'll corner, corner buckle this guy. And it's like, but you're, you're not even treating the buildings like buildings and you're not even doing it. And, and like I was saying last time with the special effects, if you don't do them cheesy enough, it doesn't work. You got these super realistic looking things, but you're doing them in a super cheesy way where they're not acting like buildings when you're climbing on them, breaking them, falling into them. If you're going to do something that's cartoonish and outlandish, make it look that way. Don't make it look realistic and then do unrealistic things. Yeah. It, just, yeah, like, it, it just doesn't work. You remember how I said that they need to power up Kong in order to have him hold any kind of match yeah and they literally literally did you called it i was thinking that when i was watching i was like that's just what alex was talking about was powering them up yeah and they did it in the most bullshit way like with this axe like oh give the monkey an axe to fight godzilla like oh the axe will absorb his breath attack which is like could you imagine if godzilla's like blasting you and you've got like this axe to block the whole thing with and he just like absorbs it and then smashes him and throws all that energy right back at him in a way that hurts him. It's just, oh. So let's let, let's get into that specifically. So if you're talking about the axe, right? So it absorbs Godzilla's breath weapon and then Kong uses it back on Godzilla, who you would, would figure would be immune to his own breath weapon. So why would it even be there? So that's the first thing that's super stupid. Mm-hmm. The second thing is we're talking about powering up Kong in the Kong movie, he was a certain height. However, for the Godzilla movie, they had to make him about two and a half, three times bigger. So he actually grew yeah. since the last movie. Yeah. So they would be on the same par. Well, actually, he was bigger because he's sitting there, you know, giving the fucking noogies and shit there in the, in the fucking <laughs> ring of the city. Pretty much like how many times did he grab his head? And he's like, Ugh. yeah, you know. Also, like the first the first fight scene, which, like I said, was the best one, but still not great where they're on sort of the, using the battleships to fight each other. Right. Um, and you just know that Godzilla is beyond F in the A because they're like in the middle of the ocean. Like 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 he's got like he's got battleships to stand on and Godzilla is just plowing through these things and they're like firing him like their salvo of missiles and he does he doesn't care at all he's just swimming right through that goes up and he just like beats the crap out of him and then he's like oh nope never mind it's fine like it, i don't know like it was it was so like it's kind of like the whole justice league batman v superman like how do you fuck it up that badly like i don't understand how you present that yeah. script and people are like i want to get on board with this and be a part of this project it was it was that bad it's like a film school challenge it's like except it's the other way around like you've got this great idea now go ahead and fuck it up yeah totally. how do you do it and and the thing about godzilla is godzilla is a sea monster most people don't think that but he actually is so he's more powerful yep. in the sea than he is anywhere else um and i think was it in this one that if they did a close-up on him and you can see gills on him um, I don't know if it was this film or the last one, but I was, it's the first time I've noticed that. And when they were fighting on the battleships, totally awesome in, in many ways, because it's hilarious, you know, in the aircraft carriers, but I'm just like, how much do these guys weigh? And, and I'm surprised yeah. that these, I'm surprised these things aren't capsizing like immediately and they work, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, and, and they're, they're both standing on it. Exactly. Both of them are standing <laughs> on the aircraft carrier. I'm like, come on guys. 
Yeah, I want to phone but up like some. Wouldn't US... it be cooler with toys? Like if yeah. they were if they yes. were models and the to- guys in rubber suits on model toys in a swimming pool with shit. It would because of cheesiness, it would it would go together and it would add instead of taking it away. Well, I think this is the problem with Godzilla in particular, because we were so used to guys in suits and we knew it was cheesy and all that shit. And but now that the CGI is it's everything CGI, it's it's like, well, we're going to make it look as realistic as possible. And it takes away from the absurdity of the film. We all know it's a guy in suits. But then when you're trying to make it so realistic, it's kind of like it takes away the, the fun factor, I think, from the movie a little bit. It makes it too serious. Like, so like it could have been a film that was a little more whimsical, but they were pretty serious about like stuff getting destroyed and everybody being all upset and the, the weird plots with all the different characters and the, the little girl that could sign to Kong, um, which was just like very, very weird. Like she was deaf, so she wasn't afraid of him. And that's how she learned to sign with him. It was like, well, Alex, what was going on with okay that? well let's be let's be honest i mean this is this is my opinion on it and i don't know if you guys will agree with but a lot of movies today are introducing uh either marginalized or uh you know people who aren't represented in movies which, which i think is a great idea but they do throw them in and it's like well how are we going to how are we going to put this into the film having the deaf girl is a nice touch but I, it's almost like they just put in the deaf girl because they they wanted something like a deaf girl to have it. It didn't it didn't really help the story, right? Like it's when like you it force it in, it's in it's in there for its own sake rather yeah. than something to to rather than story naturally forward. occurring. Yeah, right. And that and that's what Jason's talking about. Like start, it starts with the writer. Like a good story that's written well, then you just you usually can't go wrong. It's yeah. like you like I mean here's here's two seconds of thought. Oh my god, if you're gonna have deaf sign language thing, it's like okay, there's a big loud scream, everyone's deaf and there's no way for them to communicate. How are they gonna get this one vital piece of information across that they need to? Oh my god, the little girl taught them sign language and saves the day. There you go, there's a better thing. So who who in the end won that? Kong or Godzilla? Well, technically, we lost. technically, yeah. Well, that first of all, that one hundred percent. But technically, they Kong kicked Godzilla's ass. Then Mecha Godzilla rolls in and starts beating Kong up, and then it takes Kong and Godzilla teaming up. But all Godzilla does is charge Kong's axe with his breath weapons. He can do another super smash and destroy the yeah. Mecha Godzilla. I don't know, Alex, because it's very video game. Didn't Godzilla when I think was it the first meeting or the second meeting? F- he ended up standing on Kong and like literally like like he alpha him. He was like he roared in his face and it's like you can't do anything. I, I busted you up pretty bad. Like hurt his shoulder and everything like that, right? I would say that I mean you gotta I mean we gotta suspend disbelief where you gotta suspend disbelief and like we're believing in we're talking about godzilla and king kong here there's there's (laughs) many there's a lot of scientific shit that just ain't right with the premise itself but i i didn't particularly have a huge problem with that especially because like we talked about in the last episode kong is like starting to get this sort of power up from interacting with electricity in like a positive way like it doesn't tend to hurt him as much as you would think it would hurt a giant gorilla like he's got some sort of 
being, I don't know, gorillas can handle electricity better. I, I don't think that's a fact, but I think that's something that they're just starting to put into his mythos is that. Mm. Um, Electrical he, thing, okay. Yeah, exactly. But I, but in terms of just like a defibrillation, like, yeah, they could, if his heart stopped because Godzilla like stood on his chest, which could probably stop his heart, um, you could, you or know. Just make it go just really like, slow that a little girl can tell. Sure, yeah, exactly. It wasn't right? stopped. It, yeah exactly the same way just like whenever anybody's having any sort of even abnormal arrhythmia you can put one of those automatic defibrillators on them and it'll tell you yeah like when to shock or not to shock or how that will work right i mean you don't want to shock someone that's alive because you can kill them but that's that's how you'll that i i don't have a huge problem with that part of it um it was more the the next part when, okay, I just wanted to check with you because there was the lightning clouds in the in the other one, but this time it's man that steps in and does yeah. it, sort of like yeah. nuking Godzilla to get him to get him going, and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I I, th- I I don't have a huge problem with that because again, I think that they somehow they've tied Kong and electricity together. I don't really yeah. know enough about it. I yeah. think it's um, just really you're just a shill for Big Electric, and that's that's really. <laughs> You're just yeah. bought off by big electric, so I think you're just going to say anything that's pro-electric. Electricity does everything, man. Just use it <laughs> so, for everything. So the funny thing about Kong and Godzilla, which so this is this is really a kind of the geek factor here, and I'm going to appeal to the people who love science, but because of the size and their weight, they actually wouldn't be able to hold themselves up. Their legs would buckle and be just they blow out. Their knees would blow out because of the size and how many hundreds of tons they are. And so there's some, I don't know the formula and how much it actually is, but they were just saying in order for Godzilla to actually be mobile like he is, it would be impossible because of obviously his size and his weight. So I always find that Uh, funny. Radiation bones, dude. There you go. See, you can explain everything away. You know, like, yeah, like, it's like, you got to suspend disbelief in certain parts of it. And like, if you can, I think that you could make up enough, like, we don't like, sure, with what we know of science, you're absolutely right. But even human beings, we know very little on the grand scheme of things. Um, And there's a lot of, you know, we're like, we're still making elements, we're still coming up with new compounds, we're still, you know, scratching the surface, like you go back like 300 years, and people don't have electricity or like you know there's there's a lot of recently discovered technology that people really like to use to judge science fiction when we are barely scratching the surface like we talked about in some of our earlier episodes like the inspiration that people will pull from science fiction like cell phones and you know wrist communicators and stuff like that right all that stuff would have previously been like oh that's bullshit you couldn't make that so right. it's really, but again it ties it. into the realistic thing it's we're only questioning these things because they make them look so realistic when they're yes. sitting there with their toys and their rubber suits you don't go well uh you know you just go with it and have fun your, your brain doesn't stop to go wait a minute but that's because they really did it though like they like that's the thing with special effects like so this is where cgi can go so terribly is because your brain can directly reject that as opposed to like shitty special effects where something's actually happening. If you're taking a camera and you're just filming something, whatever you did, that was real. And your brain 
can undeniably recognize that like in the thing when they're doing all those like flash special effects when it's all bubbling and boiling and whatnot that was real whether or not that looks like an alien going through whatever that process is that is a whole other side debate the 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 truth of it is is that they really did that in real life and just filmed it yeah so i think that's the difference between like a cgi special effect and i don't know the movie terminology but like a a prop special effect or animatronic or whatever you want to call it right that's why i think that if you look at like uh grogu baby yoda i think he gets such a huge effect because he is that animatronic and they do have like a whole team of guys running him because they're actually filming that little cute thing moving around yeah and your brain just takes that in and recognizes that as a real thing as opposed to struggling with the immensity of it or the faults in the cgi but it's real enough but not too real that's the thing is it hits that sweet spot there you know, it's. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I was rewatching uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on Hot Ones, and he was talking. Um, One of the best sh- episodes. Fantastic. So, sh- so um, Sean, the host, he asked him. He's like, "Hey, what what movie and what TV show do you think represents science the best for science fiction?" And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said, uh, "The Martian," which I actually haven't seen. He says it, it was very, very so good science wise. And then he says the Simpsons, that was the other one, that they're really good about sticking to real scientific things in the in the episodes, uh, which I find interesting. And you know, like science fiction turns into science fact a lot of times and vice versa. Uh, we've talked about this with Star Trek where they had communicators, which is like, oh, it's a cell phone, or they had a tricorder, which is basically an iPad, right? And so these things have changed over time, um, you know, which one begat which. And which brings me to kind of a segue here. When we started this episode, we talked about what's the difference between a reboot and a remake and why are so many of them horrible? I would say the majority of the remakes or reboots that I've ever seen, more remakes have been horrible. I would say 85%, 90% of the remakes I've ever seen are completely shitty. And I think the reason they, they suck is because we have such a nostalgia for the movies that we remember and they're in our heart and in our minds and then all of a sudden they're like hey we're going to remake that and you're like really you're touching that you're going to remake it so for example um we all have a movie that we may love and there's like it should never be remade and then some of them that are so we're talking about star trek let's start let's start there so jason is going to have some issues on the whole star trek thing and so am i in many ways so they remade star trek but they also did a reboot as well. So what's the difference between a remake and a reboot? A remake is taking the original story from the original movie and remaking it in modern times. A reboot is taking the characters and start telling a new story, but based on the original characters. So it's not a retelling of the original story. Some movies do remake and reboot at the same time. They they kind of have a, a combination thing and some are different. So when you look at Star Trek, the original Star Trek series, and I'm not talking about um, the next generation stuff, I'm talking about the episodes with Kirk and Spock and all that stuff. And then they did the remake with the new actors. Now, Jason, I'm going to let you run with this on why you hate it. uh, and Or maybe you like some things. I don't know. So go ahead. What a fucking abomination. I know. I mean, (laughs) that, that... 
con the con one was like such a classic you had the original star trek episode spacey then you had the wrath of con uh-huh. which was just a fucking brilliant way to continue it and move it forward and yet still it stayed true to the original everything was true to it but then you get this fucking remake and they're like oh let's take the idea of this thing oh let's use the name con let's use the name star trek and let's do our own thing and we've got an idea for a plot that's better and let's throw out the rest of the shit and throw our garbage thing from the fucking bullshit script that we couldn't possibly get anyone to fucking make but we must have been sucking someone else's dick to get in here to do it for fucking star war star trek so that you're like okay great well we'll just jam our bullshit idea and, and steal some names that people like do it so why do remakes suck because some jackass goes hey look at all you fans you, you guys really like this stuff and if we tell you it's the same stuff you're dumb enough to actually buy it and watch it and we'll just care about making the money we don't care about actually doing it with heart whereas the the wrath of Khan was done with heart it went back to the original sirs it 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 was true to the original again we went over star trek continues go back and watch that episode uh-huh. they do they go back and they move forward with with the original star trek but they say true to it it's the heart the soul all that stuff is there it's not just like oh i've got a better idea to do something completely different that has nothing to do with this but we'll just use the name and steal that jam it in there it's a disgrace that was not con it's why would you name make up use up joe blow whatever you want to have and throw it in there but don't desecrate an old classic character like that I mean, fucking Fantasy Island guy must be fucking rolling around in his grave for that, that thing. It's just like oh, Ricardo oh Montalban. Yes. So I guess I know, but I, I like to. I know. So I think that Jason really makes a good point that the reason that we're so offended is because we love the original characters, and then when you have a new actor step into that role, it deviates from that from what we remember. So not the actor's fault, though. Let me be clear like i say no. it's the writer's fault it then is the director's fault then the, although, actors, guys, the actors just generally just doing their job although guys you they did a little time loopy thing at the very beginning of the remake of the first star trek uh they did that scene where um captain kirk's dad gets attacked by the romulan ship that is coming out of this wormhole yeah, and they—that's because in the future that Romulan ship was chasing down Spock's little science ship or whatever. Yep. And he dropped some unstable particle in his, or it got loose or something. Anyway, there was a wormhole that opened up and sucked them backwards in time, and they got stuck there, right? Yep. And then they, and then that, oh, you know, like the butterfly effect, and that fucked everything up. That destroyed the whole timeline, and then captain kirk was a little asshole and not you didn't go through the academy the same way so right. i get what you're saying and i totally agree with you that those movies again i think to paraphrase they're taking an idea and they an established idea and they purchased the rights to said idea then they're going to rebrand it and resell it to make profits and profits right. are the driving force here. That's and they've said, what I've invested, in. you know, whatever hundred or I don't know, let's say it costs like $10 million to get the Star Trek rights for whoever made that. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out there. I have no concept of what it was. And then they said, okay, 
now we've got a starting point and we're just going to rebrand it. We're going to market the hell out of it. We're going to amp it up with special effects. We're going to do the trailers and we're going to sell the hell out of this thing for right, we're just going to the next it generation. Out. Stick. Out it goes. For the people who have never seen the original Star Trek, they're targeting the, the first mm-hmm. time you guys saw Star Trek. How old were you guys? Well, I was a kid, was very young. Yeah, a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and you would have no idea, right? And so then my little brother, who's uh, 16, would have been watching it for the first time when he was like, I don't know, like 10 or 11 or something. Like, that's his Star Trek because he's never yeah. seen the old ones. But Because the old ones had... Then you don't yep. need to throw Khan in it because your little totally. brother doesn't know who Khan is. So what the fuck are you doing bringing that in there? Leave it the fuck out. If you're going to bring it forward, do it with justice. 500 fights, man. You got to fucking put the time and you can't just go totally. slap that thing, rip it off the shelf and fucking crank it out there. You can't, you can't do that. You got to go like the Star Trek continues guy. That guy put his heart and soul and all those people in that show that you can see the years of love and, and creation. Boy, I'd love to, that, yeah, that was, it's just like night and day difference between the two. Okay. Let I me interject for a second. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of, on the opposite of where Jason is, believe it or not, although I did not like the new con story, I agree with Alex that they did the science and the the new the new multiverse very well. I thought on why things turn out the way they did because we always talk about you know you're on the stream and all of a sudden it breaks off and you're doing that whole Mandela effect and that's how I looked at it. I know it's not the same actors. I know they don't have the same backstory. Um, yes, there'll be a new con in this new multiverse from the other one. I understand that too. However, should they have gone over that story? I agree with Jason saying, no, they should have left it. It doesn't, it didn't do anything other than, Hey, here's a name that everyone knows. You just, and you took away by using the name you took away. You didn't add to it. You just did harm. You could have given me any other name and it wouldn't have set off my, delicate sensibilities do, yeah, do, do you know so what much. the worst part is of that though jason is they didn't just stop by destroying Khan. because let's let's face it i think the first star trek remake uh when i can't even remember the the official title but mm-hmm. um i think it did relatively well at the box office and then they yep. did the new in into darkness the the con one yep which I think people watched it, but the critics were quite harsh on it and it didn't do as well. Um, and then they did the beyond the beyond, which they, that they just, they just fucking, they drove the plane into the ground and then they just kept driving somehow. I don't know how, but they just, they, they just buried that whole franchise. Like, I don't even think people went and watched that movie because they were like over okay. it after. So I'm because you brought this up. I looked it up, Alex. So Star Trek Beyond, which was the last <laughs> one that came out, uh, it was 185 million to make, and it made three four three hundred and forty three million at the box office. Um, and then there you go. They succeeded. They made their money. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I mean. Business. But I mean, that's not, it's not huge, right? Star Trek uh, franchise, the reboot series. So Star Trek 2009, which was the first one, it made, uh, it was 150 million and it made 385. So again, pretty comparable. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other one? We're looking at the Into Darkness, right? Yeah, Into Darkness. That was the con one. Um, 
Star Trek. So I wonder how, I think that one probably would have made more money because they used the con name. And Benedict Cumberbatch, yes. like a pretty well-known actor at that time, making a lot of great movies. He's and great again, actor. like I, I love him. Yeah, like it, it just. So again, not the actor's yeah. fault. This is true. So Into Darkness, um, my phone is going very slow here. I just, I just think that the, the, the worst part about when they redo a series like that and they're going to change things, we've already seen them do this in another media industry. It's been done for years before in the comic industry, mm-hmm. right? With the whole multiverse. And it's yeah. kind of my biggest problem with uh, a lot of the way that DC does things because their multiverse is expansive. Don't get me wrong. Marvel does it too. Like every comic ever has been rewritten by another guy yeah. who was a fan and they wanted to do it differently. So they just did something very similar there where they've done this Mandela effect and created a split in the timeline because there was, you know, option A or option B and they chose option B, right? What would happen? The what if series, right? Um, And I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I just have an issue with, like Jason saying, how they're, the amount of thought that they put into rebranding it and the, the, the motivation behind it. I think a lot of the times it's purely financial and not art form it's not about creating a character and developing a character and saying like okay well like let's say uh you know if captain america wasn't always a goody two-shoes or some of my um one of my favorite dc comics uh the flashpoint one where uh the flash goes back in time and saves his mom what would happen oh well he doesn't end up with superpowers and somehow bruce wayne gets killed and batman's dad becomes batman and he uses a pistol and just murders the hell out of people like Mm -hmm. it was crazy and it was this radical takeoff but it was red sun yeah it was written within and it was developed um with a lot of thought and it was meant to further even the main storyline it wasn't meant to cut it off and to divide it another movie series that is also a comic x-men if you guys seen the new Uh x-men um so when they did x-men uh days of future past i believe was the title and they introduced that was the big timeline split that was sort of saying um goodbye to uh captain picard um and introducing the first class um actors as the new standard for what the x-men were going to be but why do they do that we know the reason right because the actors the the actors get old right yeah yeah and it's a way to carry on this the the thing and so marvel's going to do it and you're going to see it um i'm sorry i'm going to just throw the number out so um into Darkness was 185 million and it made 467 million. So best one. It was the best one out of all of them. But to go back to your point, you're right. They have these actors who age out, so they need new actors. And you're gonna see like in Marvel, eventually Wanda and Vision, I mean, they're the new, they're phase four, phase five, but they're gonna get older, they're gonna get new things. So the question is, do we do a remake of Iron Man? Um, so here's here's my thing iron man is going to be one of the heaviest ones another one that's going to be i think before iron man because they're going to have to leave that for a while i think it's going to be wolverine we're going to be introduced to a new wolverine who isn't hugh jackman that's going to be pretty big shoes to fill there for sure and i think that's probably going to be the most up-and-coming one 
um, because they've already, they kind of fucked it all up because even when they did Days of Future Past and they introduced X-Men First Class, they still had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So you're watching it and you're like, wait, what the fuck? The X-Men guy or Professor X, Xavier looks totally different. Mm-hmm. But then it's fucking Wolverine and he's exactly the same. But it, whatever. It, well, it but worked that's, out. that's Wolverine, right? I like know, he's I not know. supposed it, to look different. It worked out, but it was also just, it was, I think that they, they again, the profits were what drove the X-Men days of future past and then into first class. And again, with Apocalypse, right? It was retellings of these older stories. And again, it's, it's tough, right? Because I get that the film industry at the end of the day, it is a business and it is about making money, but it just sucks when they just butcher these already awesome storylines to create. But Alex, the reason that he used Hugh Jackman, and this is totally geeking out here, is that's totally acceptable and logical because in one of the Mandela effects in these branches, you could have everyone different except Hugh Jackman, right? Right. And another universe would be a new guy. So I, I know what you're saying. Obviously, they did use him because he was a moneymaker and everyone just totally. loves. And, but they've talked about recasting Wolverine for years. And I keep seeing like, you know, these images of like, hey, this is the new Wolverine and this is the new Wolverine. Like, I don't know when they're going to do it, but I think you're right. That's going to be the first one that they touch upon. Yeah. And, and what, what I prefer, though, is especially when we're talking about these massive uh, movie franchises where if we look at spider-man so what we saw with spider-man when it was toby Maguire's spider-man and then into andrew garfield the reason and i think they andrew garfield series didn't do as well as it could have was because they kind of did a remake of the first spider-man movie when they redid um the amazing spider-man just compared to Mm spider-man that in my mind was not a reboot it was a remake because it was very much oh here we go he's in fucking high school again it's an origin spider does the whole thing right it was almost exactly the same just introduced a couple different bad guys right um but then when they did homecoming with um tom holland yeah amazing because they just skipped all that shit and they said you know what we're going old school way back to the original comics uh we're not going to do the origin story we're also even going to do for the true fans it really like one of the things that set me off about that movie was they left out uh spider-man's spidey senses because he had to develop those he hadn't learned how to understand them yet and i was like i was so pissed off when i watched that first movie i was like has no one seen spider-man did they forget about this but I still, to this day, I'm not sure if they just had so much flack that they had to go back and put that in or if it was part of their plan the whole time. So um, the jury's still out for me on that one. But as far as a remake, I would say that um, I don't know. I don't know where you guys stand with the original Spider-Man. Like, what, what's your thoughts on Spider-Man versus the amazing Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire versus uh, Andrew Garfield. So I'm going to... For me, Tobey Maguire, I liked. Andrew Garfield, I didn't like. Um, Tom Holland, I really like. But this is where the writing, and this is where Jason fucking hits the nail on the head. For the new Spider-Man that's coming out, they were like, well, how can we make this awesome? Well, they're having all three actors in the next film because they're doing Into the Spider-Verse and they're having each of those actors come in. And I'm like, genius. So they are, that's how you do it. That's how you do good writing and it explains things and everyone gets their little taste and it's not retelling, you know, it's Tobey Maguire. Now it's Holland. Like, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. So they're doing a live version of 
into the Spider Verse, basically. Yes. Okay, yeah. Cool. I hadn't. I've. I haven't been keeping up with things, but yeah, that that would be a good. That's a great solution. And this is where I don't think writers and comic book writers get enough credit. Um, years ago, they just discounted comic book writers as, you know, wasn't literature. They didn't consider it literature, but it's actually you couldn't write and you couldn't draw, so you did comics, which is like kind of both. Exactly, but it's been proven that comics are actually considered literature. They're really well written. Yeah. They're they're stories that go on longer yeah. than anything that's ever been written. I mean, we're talking about 50, 60, 70 years, a continuation story. Obviously, new writers come in, but think about the development over hundreds of issues. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like modern mythology, basically. Like the myths yeah. are not... You look at classical mythology it's not like they were consistent in the stories there is reboots and remakes totally. within them and stuff but yet there's a common thread that sort of that sort of if you look at the greeks and the romans it's just the same shit different like you know that's greek 2.0 is roman <laughs> like our planets they shouldn't be jupiter and but yet Neptune. they're, they're they clearly they're clearly different Zeus. writers because there's a the romans have a certain way it's a little different than the greeks just like totally you have a different comic writer and and things so yeah it there's but, interesting things but that's like that, that for for anything like you know norse mythology is pulling from you know and then egyptian mythology yeah. they all have they're they're either pulling from each other or they're rediscovering the same thing because we all have a common thing involved you know it's like everyone dies we need to have a god of death so all these different cultures are having these things uh you look at christianity which pulled a ton of stuff from uh pagan culture christianity norse would get its ass sued like in the modern world, Christianity's ass would be fucking into oblivion. Like fuck, Disney would be all over that ass. Just like forget it. They just ripped everything off. Yeah, I mean, but that's how that's how a lot of storytellers do their thing, right? So totally. Um, to answer your question, I really love Tom Holland. If we're going to talk about just Spider-Man real quick, uh, I didn't even put him as in the as there as an option because one, I think technically it is a reboot based off of the definition, mm -hmm. and two because that's that's a given. So between uh, Toby Maguire Garfield and Toby Maguire, I would say Toby Maguire. But the other thing is. I think it's an insult to geeks and people who love comics to keep telling an origin story. Like, who's coming to see these films? Are you telling me that people don't know Spider-Man's origin story? Yes, there's a few, but I would say the majority are like, yeah, we know he got bit by a spider. Let, like, let's have a new story. It's, Especially it's, as a fan, right? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> like... ins it's insulting to keep doing this, and it's fucking boring. And as Jason and you pointed out, it's a cash grab, and I'm tired of seeing it. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is what I think the MCU did so well. And they're continuing to do um, as we're moving into phase five, but that's kind of been all blown apart with COVID. It's a very weird time right now. But if you look at the current media that they're putting out on Disney Plus, like WandaVision mm -hmm. and The Winter Soldier, these are great continuations of stories that draw from comics. Yeah. Again, I almost have to call them uh like media reboots because they're drawing directly from existing comics um so that that to me is something that we have to watch for when disney's coming out and really setting a precedent in terms of the marvel series i think they're yeah. doing it so so very well um and i think it's going to be really cool as we see uh, potentially a new iron man come out i think that's going to be their next biggest hurdle yeah. um 
and drawing the X-Men into the franchise as well. Yeah. Where we can say where Marvel has Marvel has failed horribly with remaking and redoing things because one of the biggest Marvel things and modern people won't realize this, the Fantastic Four is fucking huge in the Marvel universe. And if something needs to be remade, redone, rebooted, whatever you want to call it, it's the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is fantastic. There's so many great things in there with Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer. Like there's, there's so much stuff within that chunk of the universe. The Avengers isn't that big that that side of things has got overly focused on and the other side has just been a band i know it's all this corporate legal bullshit that caused it but if if you want to get something that needs to be redone sometimes things are remade and, and rebooted that don't need to be but that's something that really needs to be done justice. So here's so, back to the original. Okay, so we both want to talk about, okay. Whoa, let me, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so the Fantastic Four is a great example of uh, a, a reboot and a, a remake that it sucked, it sucked again and it sucked again. Um, so the original F Fantastic Four, they had one that came out in the early, early 90s. Um, or the 80s even, I don't know if it was the 80s probably. So there's the, 1994 version of the Fantastic Four, which came out. Then they had a reboot, which was the 2005 version. They had a sequel that came out, which was Rise of the Silver Surfer. And then in 2015, they did a reboot again, and they changed some of the characters. If you guys remember, I think it was in the 2005 version, uh, the Human Torch was uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Yes. Right? Yes. So it, it's hilarious that they reused him, but they never got it right and jason's right fantastic four is as big as the avengers i just have to say i just have to say not marvel technically when making these like making these films absolutely it is a marvel uh like storyline and sony concept. that did it uh yeah it was yeah, sold but that's the corporate legal Studios. bullshit the Avengers is like side sideshow shit compared to Fantastic Four. Avengers totally. got got big, but and like X Men was the new fuckers that came on the scene and stuff. But Fantastic Four was the big thing. But this yeah. is where this is where the uh, movie studios fuck up the franchise. And Alex, you're right. So it's who's in control. The reason the MCU is so good is because look who's at the helm of that. It's not Marvel. Even the, it's right. It's Marvel. And it's people who are passionate about the storytelling. Look at um, the Mandalorian and look at the, the star, the star Wars series and John Favreau, he is an absolute fan. So he's taking care of this. It's not just like, I want to make money. They're making money because it's amazing writing and he cares and you can totally tell. So when fantastic four comes back into the fold, which it is, I think they'll nail it. Totally. Yeah. I, you, I, I think they have a couple of obstacles to jump over. Um, obviously, when you absolutely destroy a franchise, like when you when you think Fantastic, Fantastic Four, I do think back to Chris Evans as, uh, as Johnny Blaze and Jessica Alba. Oh, man, it was just um, sorry, Johnny Storm. It was it was brutal. Yes, and I was I was right. like the prime target, the prime age for that, and I was like, "What was that? Like that yeah. was garbage." Right. So that's the opposite. Instead of taking something, well, I mean, the original comics are good, but from from the the movie point of view, instead of having a good 
movie and then remaking it, making it worse. You've got something bad that, that needs to be remade to something better. Sometimes you get something that's good that doesn't need to be remade. Why bother? But that's just kind of the opposite where it does it needs a remake. So so let let's do a Torvis prediction. What do we think is going to happen? Are they going to remake the Fantastic Four and do an origin story and reintroduce the characters and do a clean slate with it, or are they just going to toss them in as already established things, kind of like they did with Spider Man and Homecoming? What do you I, guys think? I think they're going to actually it's been long enough. They have to do a fucking origin story yeah. again because they, the and other. And it's okay. Things, yeah. That's okay. An origin story has been long enough. And people are actually, there's some glimmers in space now. People are starting to get a little bit more interested in Moon and Mars stuff. So the origin story could actually, the time might be coming now um, when, when the things that China and Russia is doing might actually prod the Americans into doing some, doing some stuff again. And SpaceX then, sponsored, then you get into yeah. it. You get a new. You get a new. No, but you get a new space race that really kicks it up a notch. I know they've been doing things, but if you can kick it up that extra notch, and because that's where these things originated in, it's it's the original space race and the Cold War. So you get that kind of same atmosphere there. It'll be the origin story can kind of make sense, just like you rebooted Iron Man in, and you and you know which which war does he come in and get his heart? You have. Yep. Uh, watson which ward you know he's does he have his thing where he's a veteran right so it's like when you do reboot remakes it, there's sometimes where you wait to the right time and you can do it so i think that right time might be coming and you would have to start with an origin story because it's been long enough and if the previous ones are that bad you want to do a good origin story but i disagree with you jason you said you know you think it's been long enough since the last one so this is my problem um they're doing remakes way too quick. Like Spider-Man was a prime example. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. Spider-Man, like the second one, I'm like, why are you remaking this? This is, why aren't you just doing the next movie? And I don't even know fucking actors, but I'm like, what was wrong with the fucking first guy? Did a fucking good job. Why are you replacing this guy? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's like, just make the next well, movie. They... What are you doing retelling? Okay. Thing? It's not... So Tobey <laughs> Maguire compared to Andrew Garfield, if you really want to get into it, oh man, the the part that frustrated me the most was they obviously, they did the little adder where Spider-Man shoots the webs right out of his wrists, which just pissed me off about the character. I think that's so flawed in so many different ways. Yes. And then the Spider-Man 3 is the worst Spider-Man film ever, in my opinion, uh, ever. Of all the campy ones, of all the stuff I've ever seen, it is the worst one because they absolutely butchered Venom. First of all, they had fucking eric from that 70s show i can't i don't know the actor's name but play venom and the reason he got into venom was they were going to cast him as spider-man but he got beat out by toby mcguire so then the third one they said oh you know what this guy was almost spider-man let's make him venom <laughs> you ever seen the fucking comic venom eddie brock is not peter parker not even close like yeah. what are you guys thinking they then did the little emo spider-man thing with one of my favorite scenes in terms of absolute like raspberry hilarious terrible thing where he's like dancing down the street snapping his fingers all jazz hands emo guy pointing at ladies and they're like "Ooh, look at that guy it's like no that that was the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my entire life and then that's not even bad enough you have to have this terrible venom you throw harry osborne becoming the hobgoblin on a snowboard fucking glider thingy it was 
unbelievable garbage. And that to me is why I have such a huge problem with the whole Tobey Maguire thing. So I'm really Mm -hmm. looking forward for him to redeem himself because I do remember watching the first Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Even I got over the wrist thing pretty quick, but um, the third movie just is unredeemable in my it's the, eyes. It's, it was, the produ- oh. it's the production company, Alex. It's the studio that runs it that, that can destroy a film. And we've seen it so many times where the studio will step in on a film and say, hey, whoa, 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 we want you to add this. And the writers are like, no. And they're like, either you do it or shut down your film. And then they add the stupid shit. So yeah. that leads me to other films that are out there that have been remade that are horrible. And typically they're driven by the studios. So we're going to do a um, kind of cool shit or bullshit uh, uh, section here. We haven't done this. So a Dane's Dungeon. And I'm going to throw out movies to you. And what I want you to say is either it should be remade, it shouldn't be remade, or if it was remade, was it good or was it bad? Okay. So you may not have seen a remake about it, or you may say it's untouchable. They should never do it. That type of thing. You guys ready? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Conan the Barbarian. Jason. It does not need to be remade. However, Crown of Iron, King Conan, get off your ass fucking Arnold before you die. Make that fucking movie <laughs> or you're letting the whole world down, you fucking hump. He- we get a timeout on some of that. I mean, we love Arnold. Come on, buddy. So, I love Arnold. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get this movie made because this Arnold is awesome. Arnold is awesome. Conan, and you've got the beginning. The beginning doesn't need to be redone. Take okay. all of your effort. You've got Arnold. Arnold was the governor. He is already has been a, a modern day king. He is. He is Conan for those things. He needs to do this. It's so perfect. It's a. Sh- I'm saying it's such a shame that it hasn't been done. Arnold so, is awesome. It, it's the awesomeness that makes me pissed off that it hasn't been made. And they have remade it. They had Jason Momoa do the remake. Uh, and so Jason obviously hasn't seen it. So he will never see it because he can't remake that in his eyes. So Alex, what do you think? Conan but there, the Barbarian. But there, well, hold on well, before I got to get this. <laughs> I got to get this in. There's that bullshit TV thing with the fucking skull. Conan and Friends, that fucking TV show that they had there. In the, it was in the early 2000s. Mm. You might mm-hmm. not or late 90s or something yep. like that anyway i've sort of blotted most of it out of my mind but that was a fucking abomination go on alex sorry alex conan. uh conan i again i i agree with jason they don't need to remake it uh, i think it was done exactly as it should be uh but they should continue it now again we might run into the issue that because it's not going to be arnold and reintroduce no, the character it's going to be arnold because arnold is old and king conan's old Arnold was young. That's why they have to do it now. Before that's a sequel. That, that's late. not a remake, Jason. That's the there's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, totally, but I have. To, but totally. you're talking about Conan, so I'm jamming this in there. So go ahead. I want I want Conan to continue. I want the stories to continue. Um, I think there should be more movies, and they might have to recast and redo the origin story exactly the same that they did for Fantastic Four. Now they redid Fantastic Four because it's absolute piece of garbage. I don't think Conan was, but I think in order to get enough people involved and to generate enough um, popularity amongst the masses, they might have to recast it. So I am okay with the concept of a remake for Conan, believe it or not. Okay. 
So the next one, uh, which has been remade, rebooted, and retold several times, Batman. Alex. Holy fucking shit. Uh, As long as it's not Robert Pattinson, what in the hell, Twilight? Like, did we not fuck it up enough with Ben Affleck? Like, they just, it just, Christian Bale knocked it out of the park, and then they're like, oh, okay, we can just phone it in for the rest of ever. Like, what is happening? Okay. Justice League DC has destroyed Batman for me. Yes, I agree. Uh, Quick question before I go to Jason. Who is your favorite Batman? Is it Christian Bale? I think overall it's got to be Christian Bale. I mean, you can go way back and I would say like Adam West because that was when I like started watching it when I was a kid and I just loved it. And I wore a Batman costume for literally like two years of my life because of Adam West and just how much I loved that ridiculous character. Okay. Uh, so nostalgic wise, Adam West, but uh, just truly best Batman. It's got to be Christian Bale for me. Okay. So do you think that they should continue on uh, recasting or should they just kill the franchise? What do you think they should do? I think they need to not have Robert Pattinson do it. Uh, I can't really take him seriously in, in that role. I can't see him being the the collected cold calculating brilliant genius but then also this like schmoozy playboy like batman is is a very complicated character because of the simplicity that he is but the depth that he shows because batman is a very like base level very intellectual like as a as a as an entity as a as a as a character bruce wayne slash batman but it is bruce wayne and batman and the actor has to be able to play both well okay and that's where i think that robert pattinson does not does not make the cut for that jason batman uh do you have a favorite batman do you think it should be kept being remade what's your what's your uh view on it Batman needs to be remade as a uh, series, not as a, not as a movie. And you need to start with a re-origin story going back to the comics for year one. But you want to do like Game of Thrones, multiple seasons, big Mm. budget, go through you because it's Batman is a is a continuation of a story. It's not just a bang, throw your one shot out there. That's where now I think they can take the best of those worlds. So year year one Batman's a great comic thing. You get into the thing where they have the earthquake and stuff. That series lead into it. They did some good things with the TV series a, a little bit there, but that's more like sort of the story of Gotham and and uh, in some ways it's more about Gordon. But anyway, it, it goes a little bit off the rails in some other parts, but you can kind of try to tell the story of of bruce wayne right from as a kid through the thing taking the best of the comic things but doing it as an extended format that a movie can't really do batman justice the same way where superman is just light and fluffy whatever throw at a movie you go see it you come back again some years later and see some other thing but batman requires more attention for those details like alex was saying i think he's such a I think you're totally right. Uh, Give me, so just one sec. I think that Jason's right in this, like making a series because it's so detailed in the background. He has all these flaws. It can be dark. Like if they did like a winter soldier, WandaVision, like a sick, it would, it would kill because he doesn't have that stupid, like I'm invincible Superman, like fluffy, which we all fucking hate. So Batman would be great as a series, a dark series. Great. 
And I think you you absolutely nailed it, Jason, in that the it would allow you, you to see the development of the character and the amount of like calculating and like as you're flipping through comics and stuff, there'll be entire panels with like no sound or anything. It's just showing what Bruce Wayne or Batman is 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 doing and, and visually representing what the character is the 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 quiet contemplation the the amount of of detail oriented that that character is you need something more than just a two or three hour episode to do a whole storyline in you need to be able to break that down and to have this overall arcing um plot that spans over you know what however many hours are in a season now there's like 22 episodes each episode's like about 45 minutes not even not even 22 along with that and there's yeah. tons of spinoffs you can do. They're yeah. kind of already got them. Like they've got the Pennyworth one and they uh-huh. you could go into the, the cat ones. And then you've got him where he's sort of trying to have his own apprentices with Robin and Nightwing. And you could you could you could build franchises and spin-offs out of it like crazy. So even if you want to get in on the money thing, you don't have to make up shit. There's so much in the comics. There's so many bat titles that were out there and just mine it for the best of and redo it with someone who has heart and soul in it. Not or just, just you know, money will come. Just keep to the heart. Someone that can copy a comic book and put it onto film. Like, fuck, there's good shit out there. Like, don't reinvent the goddamn wheel. Like, fucking it, 300 managed it to pull, pull it off. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out some, no more explanations. You just have to say, remake it or don't remake it. You ready? I know we can go on, but I want to throw a few at you. Here we go. <laughs> what we do. Jaws. Don't remake it. I don't know. You just thought it was safe to you thought it was safe to go back with. Um, <laughs> no, why you don't need to remake it. Okay. Uh, big trouble, little China. Don't you dare. Don't remake it, but uh, like reboot it, like at like make more. Okay. Um, side note to that so they talked about re- remaking it and then they talked about doing the reboot which uh, had the expanded universe I'm a big fan of that so hopefully they will do that um, but you never know do you uh, mean reboot or re- or just continue like no, do well, it in the future in the future like a, almost like a sequel like a part of the universe yeah. like big trouble you know yeah. trouble not universe. changing anything that came before but building on what came before yeah. I'm for that okay they live it's truer today than it was when it was made. It gets distilled more into truth in the world. It doesn't need to be remade. The world is remaking itself around they live. <laughs> nice. I want to see a remake. I want to see. I think it. I think you could. You could do it. Yeah, you really can. well with modern out, special effects. Go I think walk it, over I think to your wall. Walk over to your wall. There's this thing called a window. Open it. <laughs> <laughs> We're living the movie, is what he's saying. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. Uh, um, because there are so many movies out there that it's just like, well, should we remake them? Should we? Not? Okay, here's the next one. Do you guys remember Goonies? Yes, love Goonies. Love Goonies too. So should they remake Goonies? The pirates and the kids in the tunnel and what I mean, do you think? I don't think I don't, I don't think I like it. No matter what, I think you can't you can't recast Chunk for me. Okay, this it's so so well done. Got it. So, but someone younger with that's tied into the Stranger Things might be able to bridge the generation gap and make it work. Interesting. So here's the question: Do you think Goonies won't work because 
that type of kid feel good movie ganging thing it just won't work today maybe no i think i'm saying that that stranger things has opened the door for it that it could work if it's done right another problem is what parents nowadays let their kids just rip off on bike adventures near the ocean and all that other shit like the world is a bit of a different place and you know like also what kind of adventure would you be able to do if you couldn't just like pick up your phone and call your mom and be like hey mom there's these sketchy robber people down by the pirate cove hideout and they'll just like send the police in you know like i think it was a movie for its time as well Uh and a certain Mm -hmm. adventure that could only happen because of the limits of its setting and age but you can still do something as a period piece too right you don't have to have everything set today you can still do something as a period that's what i'm saying stranger things is a period piece yet i think that kids today still get something out of us Us old fucks can go back to the 80s things but i think it was popular enough to young people that they still got it so you can do it and they don't have it they're not making it in the modern world i think you can do things that are that are period pieces and still work right i'd be open to that but it would for sure like they it couldn't be like you know 2022 goonies like fuck off (laughs) um okay here's one ferris bueller's day off i i would like to see a remake only because i want to look like one of my favorite things about that movie was learning how to fake being sick and like get out of shit Uh i want to see the new tricks for that (laughs) (laughs) you know interesting jason I think it's it's still very watchable, enjoyable as is, so there's no need to remake it. But that's me, my age. Maybe someone younger would need a remake. I don't know. And I, I would say to... that I don't think it should be remade because that story is, because the world we live in, as Alex said, is different. So you would have to really change things, like skipping school and the, the ability and how easy it is to do and go into the computer and change things. Like all these things... It made sense back then because I remember being in high school when it came out, right? It was like, it was that time. And I was like, oh, this is totally makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense in this world. So it would have to be a completely different story, but you'd be bastardizing the actual, you know, it's Ferris Bueller's day off, but it's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Like track yeah. him on his phone and we know where he is. Like it's, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, there's so many movies. So, Okay. Alex, I'm going to give it to you. Throw a couple movies out there and uh, Jason and I will say should be remade or shouldn't. It could be any movie. Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy. Uh, don't touch it <laughs> because uh, I may be alone in this, but I fucking hated the movies. They were these long, epic songs. I just did not like them and I don't think it needs to be redone again. I'm like, oh my God, so... <laughs> Don't put don't put you through that. No, it's horrible, horrible. I'm not I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I have read the books. The books are better than the movies, but it was just don't touch it. Okay, move on, Jason. What what do you think? Open source it to fan edits. There's enough movie material there with re edits can be done brilliantly. Interesting. So you would want you don't to need to re. One. Yeah, but you, what I'm saying is you don't have to re edit. There's enough footage there. Just fans creatively re editing things and putting it in there can do do amazing mm-hmm. shit. And, you know, a few little insert your scenes and stuff there that you don't need to redo the whole thing because they, they they overdid the, the things enough that it's yeah. got the extras. Now, the Cimmerillion needs to be made. But anyway, that's a whole other topic that we don't have time for right now. 
Okay, so the next one I'm going to throw out is the uh, well, they I guess they are making a, a remake or an add-on, but what about uh, Doom, the original Doom? Would you remake that? Okay, so I'm going to say yes. Uh, Jason and I, I love Dune and so does Jason. So he can answer this too. So I'm going to say, yes, you can remake it. I mean, I'm looking forward to the new film just to see how they do it. Um, but you never know. So I say yes on that one. Jason. I want to see how, how this remake that is apparently done um, shows up. I want to see it on a big screen to mm -hmm. see what they do. Um, but I will also say that that big, that big fucking one that didn't get done with the, that brilliant documentary and they've got that huge that huge fucking book version of it publish that fucking book for fuck's sake so that we can see <laughs> the whole the whole thing and then get that one remade and then again you have to do the miniseries because dune is is super expansive there's tons of yeah, stuff i going didn't on know that the, you, you were telling dune, me about that yeah yeah the dune is only the first the first book which is the first part of a uh, of anyway it that's a whole dune is a whole topic i could go on forever about it but you need to do like and there yes there what i know there was the mini series and stuff but you need to keep going with there's there's just so much more with dune is is super expansive it, it's it's a whole Side, topic okay sidebar to that we are going to tackle a dune episode because it does deserve its own torvis episode yep. it is uh, yep. a remarkable work and also remarkable film like the first one the reason it took so long alex i think we've talked about this before is because they didn't have the technology to do it it was always it was in development hell for a long time and then finally in the 80s they're like oh we can do it now <laughs> um but yeah so that's one of the reasons so, so see that documentary gonna... if you haven't if you haven't alex you, you got it it's like oh, okay spiritual spiritual warriors man okay, yeah, the last one i'm gonna throw out to you guys is uh demolition man have you guys seen that with yes uh i really yeah. like demolition man with um sylvester, with sylvester Stallone, Stallone and uh wesley snipes. wesley snipes um hilarious and i think it's hilarious too because of just how the cops were in the so 21st yeah. century and they're like mm -hmm. um, so should they remake it uh i'm gonna say no um because they did it to judge dread and judge dread the second one sucked and it was like again it's one of those like 80s films 90s films it's just like you just leave it as it is it doesn't need to be remade let oh, me yeah. point out one thing before we we actually do end off um when you think about remakes and reboots there's so much material out there in the world of stories that are written that have been untouched and movies have not been made and they can be made and the problem is is hollywood is fucking lazy so a lot of times they go back to stories they've already told because they knew they were money makers and they retell them again. And this is what destroys our love for the movies or the series because they, they're not being, they're not risk takers and they're not really researching. So when a new movie comes out with a new concept, fantastic because someone did their homework. Right. But just because Hollywood or someone modern makes a shitty version of something that they're trying to cash in on the name of. Mm -hmm. And if it sucks, that doesn't mean the idea sucks. You go back to what they're trying to rip off. They're trying to rip it off for a reason because the original thing they're trying to rip off is good. So even if their thing sucks, 
go back to the thing they're trying to rip off and you may find something good buried under that. Yeah. Fantastic Four is the prime example of that, right? Like it is an amazing story. Those characters are incredible. And like you said, like right now, everyone would say, oh, the Avengers is the biggest Marvel thing, but you're absolutely like Fantastic Four, like Reed Richards, he is like the flag holder for Marvel, I I would argue. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate it, guys. This was a fun one. It was all over the place, but, uh, you know, it's uh, what we do. So until until next time, everyone, uh, we do appreciate. Remember, you can find us on the TorvisPodcast.com. That will link us to all the audio platforms out there. uh, And we're also on YouTube as well. So until next time, everyone, keep on geeking on. Geeking on. Geeking on.